Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. He was one of those things. I think I texted Pete on, or at least my wife, but I thought I texted Pete too. Wow, we're gonna Pete. You're gonna like. He's not gonna know. I'm getting confused. You're my wife. Yeah. You're my wife. What yeah. It's my work wife that I texted. Pete, Pete love Pete. you. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Open up the show. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? Chris Sims unbuttoned. Homies, glad you're here. Ahmed Farid, Chris Sims. Hey, thanks for driving the ship here today. Uh, we're going to talk a little AFC win totals. We do love Pete, by the way. We do love Pete. We do. Yeah. We do love Pete. Did that sound like you at all? Uh, a little. You probably need a little more energy and craziness. Oh, dang it. I wasn't right. ready for it. You're right. I did I need more energy. I, didn't, I was going to warn you. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ahmed was, you know, at first we had a little open and we had a little glitch, so we had to restart it. And Ahmed went on being me and making fun of me, so I didn't want to tell him I was going to make him do it again and yeah. there it was so that was his impersonation you know, the, the funny thing is that like i usually am kind of like the more higher energy guy on set you yeah. know when i do horse yeah. racing sometimes when i do rugby or right. premier league right with you though it's i i can't get to your level like you are always <laughs> you know so but it's cool because you're so like into it you're always so passionate about what we're talking about every day I, i'm into it i feed off of people i like you know and and i get a loud mouth and when i'm at work i just i don't know i it's like one of those things where as i get out of the car I'm like, all right, it's go time. Here we yeah. go, right? And, and uh, yeah, I have passion for this. I like working with you. Uh, I'm a big idiot from northern New Jersey. Yeah. So, like I always say, it all, it all works well that way. But, yeah, you're not going to match my energy. I know. You're right. Are you kidding me? That's why most of my friends, like, forever have gone, it's a good thing you've never tried cocaine, Chris, or done any of that <laughs> in your life. You don't need it. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. I don't need it. Yo, 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 yo. What up, everyone, <laughs> homies? Chris Sims on button. Chris Sims here. Ahmed Fareed. <laughs> I don't know why I gave you, like, the Jersey accent there. Uh, uh, and then no, we back. just get you to, you know, throw out a few four-letter words every now and then you'll be you'll, I know. you'll be there you'll i almost did i was almost <laughs> channeling you too much there uh hey welcome back to the welcome back to the show i haven't seen you in so long <laughs> so should we do the full disclosure full disclosure off the top here so you might be wondering it's like okay week three preseason the final week right some big things happen yeah some important things happen aaron right. Rodgers, we get got to see him play You're right the guy's gonna talk about it we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> you got to wait a few days. Because these people sitting in these chairs right. did not see it yet. No, we did not. We're taping. Yes. Uh, this at, is from last week. Yep. This is from last week. That's why we're wearing the same clothes we were yeah. on the Wednesday pod. I've gotten a haircut, actually. Have you? Yes, Damn, you're By the good. time you're seeing this, I will have different hair than I have right now. <laughs> but uh, so a lot has changed. As you're listening to this, 
I should be hopefully interviewing Patrick Mahomes around this time in Kansas City yep. and uh, kind of just waiting to hear exact timing and when this is all going to go down. But I'm looking, uh, of course, you know, very much looking forward to this. I've met Mahomes a few times, right? Mahomes is one of my big jump-offs of my career, right? He knows that. He knows he's very aware that I was always like, hey, this guy right here, and, you know, so – uh, I'm hoping to have a good bonding experience with them and talk about some ball and, yeah. and talk about quarterback in a little. Well, you know, like I always say, I think you are honestly one of the best interviewers in football right now and in media just because you get these guys to let their guard down a little bit. And you Thanks, talk about man. things that aren't asked. Uh, like You're talking about throwing and mechanics and just things that quarterbacks think about that you know media personalities don't necessarily think about. And so I, I'm looking forward to it, too. Thanks, buddy. Have fun out there with Patrick Mahomes. So I'm gonna, since, and I'm going to also, like to, to add to you, too, I'm yeah. going to be like, hey, man, kick the shit out of the Lions for <laughs> don't let Ahmed Farid have any hope this year. Yeah, he's like, that's my number one motivation to ruin Ahmed's Thursday and first game of the regular <laughs> right. season. Exactly. Uh, so, so have fun with that right now Yep. with uh, with Patrick in Kansas City. I'm having so, fun. So what we did on this, what we did on this podcast uh, back in the day when we taped this was the AFC win totals. We did the NFC last time, so if you want the if you're a fan of the NFC, a team in the NFC, go back and listen to last Wednesday's pod. Here are the over/under totals for the AFC. We'll go through division by division. All of these odds are from DraftKings sportsbooks. Uh, the AFC is stacked too, as we have noted multiple times. Nine teams with win totals of nine and a half or higher. There are only six such teams in the NFC. So the balance of power, which is crazy, nine teams with a win total of nine and a half or higher, only what? Last time I checked, seven teams make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah right. there's going to be some disappointed maybe nine-win teams out there. We've been saying this all year, right? I mean, we talked about it. There's Okay, we can cancel out the Houston Texans. Yeah. The Raiders, I'm a little bit like, eh, they have maybe the longest shot of all, in my opinion. But it's not like crazy. I don't look at them and go, oh, they're about to be 3-14 and 14 or nothing like that. No. I mean, we said a month ago, right, we were kind of talking about, like, there's going to be a team that doesn't make the playoffs this year that we're going to be in December going, they could win the Super Bowl, and they're not going to make the freaking playoffs. That's how good the AFC is. That's what's crazy. Right, this could be a year where the number six seed goes to the Super Bowl, right? Just because oh, the number one seed was only a game or two better than them, yeah. Right? I, I, it it could be we could be all jumbled up, and it's just about timing and health and who kind of hits their stride at the important part of the season. So, in a conference that is stacked, the stackiest of all divisions, the stackiest is the AFC East, and that's where we'll start our discussion here today. Take a look at the big picture here, AFC East, the win totals, the odds to win the division. Boy, that is good. Bills are the favorite at plus 120, but the Jets not far behind, plus 270. Dolphins not far behind them at plus 300, and the Patriots at plus 800. We've seen some divisions where the fourth-place team is like plus 1,000 or plus 2,500. Not so in the AFC East, where you could make the argument that all four teams – our playoff teams in this division. Yeah, let's could. start with the Buffalo Bills because they won 13 games last year. They were the clear class of the division last year because they won 13. Miami finished second with just nine wins. Figure it to be a little closer this year. First of all, just off the bat, do you think it's going to be more competitive this year? I, I definitely do. Yeah, because you know, one, you know, the, like you said, the the Patriots. All right, 
where we all look at them as the bottom team, there's still a lot of positives about their football team. And yeah. like we said in the last pod, coaching and all that and game plans. And then, yeah, the Jets, the worst team in the division last year. I mean, come on. They got Aaron Rodgers and, you know, I, what we just said the other day, they've got a you know, definitely the top two rosters in this division, I think. I mean, them and the Dolphins, them and the Dolphins have the – so, yeah, this, this is, this is going to be settled on the field here. Yeah, it, it's, it's clear that every team has gotten maybe a little bit better outside of Buffalo, maybe. So that's where we start here. That's, where, that's why this is interesting, right? It's like all teams could be better, but if Buffalo is the same as they were last year, still might not be super competitive down to the last week or two of the season. They won 13 games last year. Their over-under is 10 and a half. The over is minus 150, so 81% of the money so far is on the over. Bills 10.5. That's where we'll start the discussion today. The Bills, you know my thoughts on the quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame talent. He's a superstar. He's one of the best in the game. We've talked a million times about is there enough blue chip, cream of the crop players in the roster. I still say no, right? We talk about all the time. Is there too much on Josh Allen's shoulders? Of course there is. I mean, I know. I know whether it was talking to people who played the Bills or talking to people who played on the Bills. They say they knew they are not going to win games unless Josh Allen is a baller and carries the team. So that's where I get scared of the Bills. I get scared of the Bills that, you know, it's they missed their window already, that they haven't turned over the team quite enough and are still holding on to, wait, that team, we went to the AFC Championship game three years ago, right? I get worried about that, you know? So, and then did they do something, anybody, new players to bring in a freshness, a new vibe to the football team, any of that? I, I worry about that. I do. So, like, having, I guess what having, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Having said that, yeah. it's like. They had 13 wins last year. I know. They're already building in some regression back right. here with an over-under at 10.5. Right. Building so in yeah. regression. I know. And you know I haven't been in love with the way they looked in neither preseason game. I haven't. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, the middle linebacker, you know, having no Tremaine Edmonds, you know, Von Miller might not have him early on in the year. You hear me talk about all the time. Do they got, you know, studs who can make a play in a clutch situation to help them win those games? You know, Jordan Poyer a year older, Michael Hyde a year older. What's Tredavious White going to look like? Because it was not good when he came back last year. Kazir White, is is he going to start? Are they going to start somebody else? I don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, Kazir White, right. No, not Kazir White. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, um, K- Kair Elam, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Kair yeah. Elam, Elam. Offensive line, can it be dominant, right? I, I'm going to go the under. I'm going wow. the under. I'm not going wow. way under, right? I'm not. But I don't – I'm going to go t- like 10. I'm thinking 10 and 7 <sighs> for the, the Buffalo Bills. Now, the wow. thing I do – I will say – Starts off with a shock. I know. I, I, it, trust me, it shocked me too. Now, like early on, you know, the schedule isn't horrible. They could catch the Jets in week one. Yeah. Like still figuring themselves out, right? I don't think they're as good as the Jets on, on paper. Of course I don't. You know, but I think if like the Jets and Rodgers are kind of like got their stuff together on the offensive line and that, that and the offensive side of the ball, like I yeah, I think the Jets can can beat they'll beat the Bills. You know, the Raiders, okay, I'll, they're better than them. The Commanders, as we said during the NFC breakdown, they're good. 
they got a lot of things on the on on their roster that will give the Bills problems, but they might still be finding themselves too early on in the season. So, you know, that's that's where they could they could catch some breaks early on in the year where they get, you know, two of their first three games or teams are kind of still figuring out how they want to play football. But the schedule is brutal, you know, and again, I'm not into the rest of the late season schedule and all that, but like here's one that I will throw in that I am into this one because like other than the Bucks in week eight, right, I don't care about what any of these other teams are. Like, they're going to have to have significant injuries. There's too much talent on these teams from week nine to 18, and the coaching is good enough to where I go, even if they're not as good as we think they are, they're, not, they're going to be tough games to win yeah. regardless, right? I'm going to go under. Wow. I, you know, I'm picking them to be in the playoffs. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to say that. But – Ten and uh, yeah, I'm thinking it's it's a little bit of a drop year. You might be picking them to make the playoffs, but that does put them on the the bubble. The bubble it does, which is crazy. Right? So the AFC East plays the NFC East and the AFC West. Those right. are the two crossover divisions. That's right, right. So I didn't say that, did I? I? Don't think you did. But here's like the last piece of the thing too, because I wrote in my notes. Like now again, bear, I know it's uh, injuries are really part of this, but you go to week eleven on. And I have no problem saying this. You know, I don't like the – but week 11 on where it's the Jets and then the Eagles and then the Chiefs and the Cowboys and the Chargers and the Patriots and the Dolphins, they are the lesser team on the field. No doubt about it. If teams are relatively healthy and we broke down those teams right now, we would definitely come away with more players and position groups from those teams than we would the Bills. Right. So that's where I worry about them too. And, um, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, still dangerous. We'll see where it all goes, but yeah, I'm going under. All right, we're not picking the division winners, the playoff no. teams right now. No, You're we're Super not. World champion, but you might be able to glean some information from what Chris says here on mm-hmm. these teams. Jets next nine and a half is the over under. Last season they were seven and ten, but they didn't have the superstar that is Aaron Rodgers. Now that they do, nine and a half, they already think that they're going to get a couple more wins. Yeah, do you think they're going to get three more wins than they did last year? That's the they're, question. They're going to be better. I mean, there's no denying that. I only worry about one thing, and that's there. I mean, they might have the first, the toughest first eight games in football. That's the real problem. For a team where, wait, Dwayne Brown just got off the pup. We like Makai Becton to be the right tackle, but it's an adjustment. Aaron Rodgers is still getting used to Jets' life and some of the new weapons and all of that. I mean, you see that schedule right there, right, Amon? Bills at Cowboys, home against the Patriots, home against the Chiefs on NBC, at the Broncos, and then the Eagles at home. And then it's a bye week, and it's at the Giants and the Chargers, right? That's, that's kind of insane. That's, that is kind of insane. It really is. That's, I would put that up there with anybody in football for the Dang. first nine weeks, right? So, you know, this is where <clears throat> this is crazy, right? This, I mean, they're they're kind of right in my range. We're nine and a half. I'll let you know that noted Jets fan and researcher James Kaminsky is listening. Oh, from is he the listening top, I, from the I, top step? I, I'm, I'm gonna like. I am. If you're gonna, I'm. I'm gonna go under. Yeah, he did. I'm that. gonna once, go once under. he found out you were up there. Yeah, James, fuck he James went under. Kaminsky. Right. The hell with these Jets fans. <laughs> but under. I'm yeah. gonna go under. Now, I just want to like. I just want to qualify again here a little bit. 
I certainly think they could be a nine and eight playoff football team and then be like dangerous as hell in the playoffs. You know, I could be, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw, hmm, they look okay and they're, oh, they have moments here and there, a little like the seven and five Tom Brady Bucks did the year he went there. And then they ran the table at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then we went, mm, they went in the playoffs kind of hot. And then we went, mm, damn, they kind of match up against every team in football. In fact, now the offense got going. Are they the best team in football? Holy crap. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if all those things happened with the Jets to yeah. a degree, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick under. I don't think it's going to be 6-11 and, ele- six and 11 or anything like that. I just, if you made me bet, it's going to be 9-8 and eight or 10-7, and seven, and I'm going to go with the 9-8 and eight yeah, one right okay. here. Okay. This is what I'm betting on, right. is that come the, the last week of the regular season, Steve Kornacki is going to be a huge star. <laughs> He's going to be up there sweating, Circling smoke crap, is coming out X's, of his ears, arrows. the AFC. If this happens and that happens. It's going to be like every AFC team is 50% to make the playoffs in week 17-18. <laughs> I would not be shocked that if it's as jumbled up as we've ever seen before. That would have been my assessment. I, if I had to make it a broad assessment, yeah. that I, I, I would not be shocked if we got into week 16 and, like you just said, there's 10 teams still in the playoff hunt and nobody's really separated them. I could see that being this kind of the year in the AFC. Dolphins could be one of those teams. We expect them to be one of those teams in the hunt. Nine wins last year. Their over-under is 9.5 so far. 82% of the money is on the over for the Dolphins. They, I mean, you said uh, we know. I have them as a top five roster in, in football. You did too, right? You had I a number too. five, right? Yep. I had them three maybe. So they're extremely talented. It's another year in the system, right? You know, to his health, we know that's a real mm-hmm. big part of this whole conversation. But if he stays healthy, I mean, you know, watch out. I mean, they're they're going to be dangerous. Here's my only trepidation with them. I'm picking over here, all right? I'm picking over. I just, they're too damn good. But here's my one thing that makes me want to pump the brakes just a little. That they play some good, smart defenses early. That, that's my only thing Ooh, there, yeah. right? At Chargers, at Patriots, right here on NBC. Those two teams had answers for them last year. I mean, remember the Chargers? They beat them on the Sunday night football game, and the Dolphins couldn't quite figure it out, right? Yeah. We know the Patriots. The Broncos are going to have a good D. The Bills have seen this offense a little bit, and they're pretty smart on that side of the ball. The Giants and Wink Martindale, right? So even though I think they're more talented than all those teams there, yeah. that's just the one thing that scares me, that they get some like, whoa, wait, ooh, nobody's ever did this to us, and it's early in the year, and you're still trying to figure out, like, wait, teams are doing this to us. That will be my only thing, but I still think they're too damn good, and I'm going to take the over here. I feel like with the Dolphins, it's almost a bet on how likely do you think it is that Tua plays the whole year. I, That's almost part of the bet, it's part a, of the calculation. It's, it's a big part of it. That plays into the other question of the offensive line, and does that take another step forward, mm-hmm. right? Teron Armstead, Armstead, not totally healthy, a left tackle. You know, we hit, I think, last week we talked about Austin Jackson. He's got to come through as a first-rounder and be a good right tackle. You know, some of their interior guys, Lee Eichenberg, he's got to make the next step in his early young career to become better. You know, so and that, of course, plays into can they run the ball and protect Tua and, you know, play the right way to where he doesn't have to expose himself too much. Yeah. To the team that is expected to be the bottom of the basement in the AFC East, the New England Patriots have not said that basically for 20 years. Uh, they had eight wins last year. 
Their over-under this year is 6.5. The over is getting bet. 94% of the money is on the over at minus 140. That's crazy. I want to take the over. Believe in Bill Belichick that he is not going to have a six-win team, I, I guess. I, yeah. Because if he does, he might be done. Well, what I, like again, early season schedule. I mean, the first half is tough. Oof. It is tough. Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys. So three of our top five, four of my top five rosters, they're playing to start the year. They have the hardest schedule one through 18, week one through 18 of any team. They are favored in only three games. It, it's that's crazy. I want to take the over, though. I do. I mean, I'm taking the over. I am. Now, I, again, it, it, this is one again where, I, like, oh, I'll qualify with the other ones and how I, I didn't. I didn't do it with the Dolphins. I don't think it's going to be significantly over. Yeah. This is one where, yeah, I'm going to go over too. But like, here's what I like about the Patriots: the offense is going to be better. We know that. We know that. The defense was a top 10 defense even with that shitty offense last year. I think their defense has a chance to be really, really damn good. I do. I think they're a little better than people are giving them credit for. And I'm, I'm going to take the over as well. Again, I don't know if that translates to playoffs, but, yes, yeah, 6-11, I don't see that. All right? I guess what I, my long story short is, like, the floor to me is 7-10. and 10. That's kind of how I look at it. Or the absolute worst floor is 6-11, and 11, and I'm just betting that not, not going to happen. Bill Belichick has not had uh, under 6.5 wins since going 5-11 and 11 in 2000, his first year with the Patriots. I, I just kind of threw it out there if they win six games, and it might be the end for Bill Belichick. But, like, you could kind of see the end of an era, perhaps. I don't, I don't know that people think he's going to be coaching for another five years from here on out, do I, we? I, no, definitely like, not. If they have a bad year, if they finish last in the division— we're coming down the home stretch. Win five or six games. Too like, many people I know connected with the situation, life and football, mm-hmm. where it's one, two more years. I don't think he's going to hang around just to beat Don Shula's record, right? I think he'd like to beat it, but if it doesn't happen, okay, he's going to hold up his six Super Bowl rings and go, well, I beat you in this department, right? Um, but, yeah, I think we're, we're definitely – down to the last year or two of the Bill Belichick era in New England. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat. Protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for. Trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms. 
then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. So that is the AFC East, the AFC North now. Four teams who I think you could probably make an argument that any of these teams could make the playoffs too. You got the Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. Let's start with the big picture here, and the Bengals are favored to win, but it's just plus 150. They're not odds-on favorites. Uh, Ravens actually have the same win total over under, uh, but they are plus 235. Browns not far behind, plus 380. And then you got the Steelers, who never finish with a losing record because their head coach is Mike Tomlin, (laughs) who I hope maybe one of these years, one of these decades, will win coach of the year. Uh, He'll be in the Hall of Fame having never won Coach of the Year, but whatever. That's a topic for a different day. Let's start with the Bengals at the top here. Ten and a half. The over is at minus 130. So so Vegas seems to believe that they will hit at least 11 wins. They are favored in every game except for Week 8 at San Francisco and Week 17 at Kansas City. The Bengals are good. They're damn good. Like... I don't the, – the, again, they were – without the quarterbacks and our roster breakdown and all that, they were in the running for a top-five roster in football, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to see the O-line get a little bit better, right? They got some guys in the secondary a lot of unproven, so I'd like to see that there. Offensive line did get a little bit better at the end it of de- last year before did. the injuries. No, but you're right, 100%. It did. And you would think with that talent and the group they have there that it will continue to get better. I look at those early season schedule in the first six weeks. I go, you know, they're clearly they're they're better than four out of the six teams for sure. You know, the Ravens in week two, we know that'll be tough. The Seahawks in week six, they got a lot of talent too, but it's at home, so I give them the edge there. I feel like if it was Joe Burrow was a hundred percent healthy and going in training camp, I'd be going. They're going to start five and one, right? They're going to start. You know, no worse than it, it'll be tough for them to start four and two. Somebody's gonna have to do something miraculous to, to make that happen. The mm. Burrow injury is what really is annoying me, right? Because I'm I worry a bit a little bit like last year. He missed training camp, and the first few weeks of the year, he's trying to get his feel back and timing and rhythm and all of that. Yeah. And they started zero and two last year. Yeah, five interceptions week one versus right. the Steelers. Right against the Steelers, exactly right. I'm still going to go over. I'm just, just barely, but I'm going to go, you know, 11 and 6. That's the, you know, 11 and 6, 12 and 5 ish right there. I don't know. I just feel like 10 and 7 is just a few too many losses for that football team. And even with this and the Joe Burrow thing, I'm just, I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet with them. Because uh, I just don't feel comfortable betting against them. Yeah, I'm not quite sure who I'm picking to win this division because I am high on the Ravens, so I did have as a top five yeah, roster. Right. Sands the quarterback, even though I mean I think Lamar Jackson will even help them even more. He might have a, a career year, which is crazy to say as a former MVP. Um, could be a little different Lamar Jackson this year. Ten and a half is their over-under. They had ten wins last season. And he, this is interesting because they do have 86% of the money on the over, and that has moved the line here. And so this is our first significant move from what it was in the offseason when it opened to what it is right now. The line opened at 8.5 wins for the Ravens. It's up to 10.5. Wow. That's two, that's two full wins up. So yeah. sometimes you see a lot of the money going on, on one side or the other, and the line doesn't move. That's Vegas is like, we think we know better than the betting public out there. Here they got kind of worried that the Ravens might be better than they initially thought. Well, I think, yeah, so you get Odell. 
Odell shifted it right. perhaps a little bit. You draft Zay Flowers, and then everybody starts gushing about, oh, my gosh, Zay Flowers is a human joystick, and there's, just, there's 9 million videos of him breaking ankles all yeah. summer. And then you saw what he did on Monday night. I'm just telling you, Zay Flowers is going to be the best receiver of the group. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if that didn't look like a Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Tyree Hill type of guy the other night, then I don't know what's where you got to get your eyes checked. Um, the it's insane ten and a half. They're they're like there is. I'm going to go over here too, barely. But yeah, I'm a believer on these first two teams, the Bengals and the Ravens. I am. Now, with the Ravens, what did I write here? I, I wrote the one of the things I wrote down is in the Ravens. I just wrote other than the Bengals in Week Two, they're better than their first eight opponents. They're better. And they're, I'm not saying breaking news here. Yeah, they're better than the Texans, the Colts, the Browns, the Steelers, the Titans, and I think your Lions and Cardinals. Yeah, when you just take it roster for roster, yeah, I, I think that. Hmm. Now, we the offense, what it's going to look like, all that, sure. Marlon Humphrey, you know, coming back. And, you know, we didn't hit this. The AFC North is playing the NFC West and the AFC South, just so everybody has that, which I think is still pretty favorable. AFC South, I don't think we're expecting, yeah, anything big. And we just talked about, you know, the NFC West has got two teams and the 49ers and the Seahawks, but yeah. the Rams and the Cardinals are – not going to be good. We picked way under when we picked that one. I'm picking over here. But, again, it, this is it's jumbled up tight over one here. It's like, yeah, uh, I'm going to say 11-6. and six. It might come down to a tiebreaker and who wins the division between them and the Bengals. So we've got four overs and two unders so far. But as we mentioned before, those don't need to even out. You can go way over, way under, and the math still checks out. So don't try to get us with math on this podcast here. <laughs> but I do feel like some unders are coming here because – uh, we got the Browns next. They were seven and ten last year. Uh-huh. Their over under is nine and a half. The over is getting bet. Eighty three percent of the money is on the over. It's at minus one thirty five, and so it seems like people think the Browns are going to be a ten win team. What does Chris Sims think? Though? It's torture. This whole exercise is what it is. Okay, <laughs> it, it it really is. It's torture. New brand of football, right? It sounds like they want to throw the ball. Justified to Sean Watson's contract. You know, new defensive coordinator on that side of the ball. I'm going to go under here. I am. I don't, you know, they're scary. I know that. And, of course, if Deshaun Watson is, you know, back to what he is, he's he's a game changer. And maybe that will change some of these things here. You know, but but the Browns, I think, are one of those where, you know, like we've said, I, I got to see a little bit to believe it. I got to see what this offense is going to look like, you know. What what are they going to do? I, I I just I have a bad feeling they're going to err on throwing the ball too much just to justify the contract. Mm. And then the defense with Schwartz and like we talked about, you know, are there enough difference makers? I just don't know. I I, I don't know about that yet either. And they have a pretty tough start start of their season to where yeah I'm not going to just anoint them right. Like yeah the Bengals. Week one at Pittsburgh. Week two, that's his even showdown, and it's at Pittsburgh, you know. And then you know, you know, I have respect for the Titans, and then it's the Ravens, and that's the Forty ers I mean, so there's some things here to where if they're going through growing pains, it's going to be more pains than growing, uh, and that's why I'm going to go under. Yeah, it's the defensive line, Miles Garrett, but you have added Delvin Tomlinson, yeah, Zadarius Smith there, uh-huh. uh huh, J O K, yeah. 
Weak side linebacker. Yep, J.O.K. He's going to be down there. He's looking good. He added some weight. I know that. Zadarius, can he stay healthy? That's going to be the question there, too. But, no, no, that's what I mean. I mean, this, this is tough. It really is. I don't know any way to say it. This is going to be a lot of hemming and hawing for me here with uh, some of these guys. These guys. The AFC North is like the AFC East. It's like you, you sit there and you go, wait, could all four teams go? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what you think. Or I think this team is really good, and I'm not picking them to make the playoffs. Right. Maybe that's going to be the case mm-hmm. with the Steelers here, who had nine wins last year because Mike Tomlin never has a losing year. Eight and a half is the over-under this year. This is crazy to me. 95% of the money is on the over. How is that even possible? You can't get 95% of people to agree on anything. But <laughs> no. For whatever reason, we all agree that the Steelers are going to hit over eight and a half wins this year. They're agreeing on the, you know, some of the I'm things you're it. talking about. Yeah, think, that's true. Right? You know? Here's one thing that I look at about their schedule that really pops to me. That they could be, after four games, they could very easily be three and one. Right? I have no problem going, yeah, they're, they're, they're right. You know, they could beat the Browns at home. They can the Raiders we just talked about. Or we looked at them as one of the lesser teams in the whole conference, and then the Texans as the least team in the whole conference. So, you know, th- there's a team that could build some confidence and kind of get it going there. You know, I've loved the way they've looked all preseason. I have on both sides of the ball. So. I don't know what I want to. I, I mean, to me, they're eight and nine or nine and eight, right? That's where they are. Well, if you're, if you're, I'm going to go nine and eight. Exactly. I'm going to go with the over. I am. I'm going with the over here. So have I? I have I picked? Oh my gosh, this is crazy. We might be getting into the part of the math where it goes. Actually, it doesn't make sense now. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, five and of, three. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm good. I'm five and three. Okay, good. Good. Well, we I do. Yeah, we <laughs> do have the AFC South. Pete notes in our ear right now. So I'm looking at here. So you have, like some of these, I, I am kind of starting to look at division winners. Like I was looking back at the East there. You do have Jets under, and they're at 9.5. You have the Dolphins over at 9.5. So I guess you can't pick the Jets to win the division now yeah. out in the AFC East. So no, no. I'm piecing things You're together. Right. I'm like you. a detective. I'm Thank like Colombo <laughs> over here. Uh, Pete notes in our rundown, not sure if you've heard, but Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. Oh, I've never heard that before. Guess he can still go 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one and lose this bet, but uh, I, I'm with you. You're going to uh, go over too? I think so. Yeah. Not that I make a bunch of picks here, but I'll go over because I believe in Mike and the Steelers. No, they're, right. and they're, they're building something. I do feel like they're better than last year. Right. And it just, you know, they're one of those teams that I'm going to go by. I know it's preseason, but I, we hit on it last week where I just said I, sometimes the preseason's real and it carries over and what you see. And to me, they've been one of the more impressive teams so far this year. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride that wave a little bit. Except they just look terrible in preseason game number three. We don't know that. We, that could be, <laughs> and it totally changes. Delete what we just said. If well, that we didn't talk about it on the pod. It didn't happen, so it doesn't matter. AFC South now. Two more divisions to go. We go to the South. Uh, take a look at the win totals, division odds. Jaguars are the favorite. Odds on favorite minus one fifty five. Then you got the Titans there, the second choice currently at plus three fifty. Colts third choice plus six hundred. Texans and last at plus 800. So nine and a half wins. That is the most of any team in the AFC South. That is your Jaguars. The over is getting hit. 78% of the money is on the over. It's at minus 140, so you don't even make a ton of money if you're right on it. Jaguars, clearly the class of the division. Clearly. Clearly the class of division. You know, the, the AFC South in general, just for everybody out there, they play the NFC South and the AFC North. Um. 
I look at them, too, and go, other than the Chiefs in week two, you look at the first four weeks, I could really say the first five weeks, and I feel comfortable that their roster is better than those teams. And I'm, the Bills are one of those teams there. And then they have the Colts in week seven, and I, you know, they have them in week one as well. So I, I could see them getting off to a really good start. I, I can. And then, you know, they hit a lull in the middle of their season there where, again, I don't care what happens here. Like the 49ers, Titans, there's the Bengals, there's the Ravens in that area, the Browns. They're going to be tough games no matter what, even if those teams aren't as good as we think they're going to be. But I, I'm going to go over here with the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I am. I'm, I'm going to take the over. Again, I don't think any of these teams are shattering the overs because it's just too hard in the, in the conference. The fact that they got to play the AFC North, uh, yeah, yeah, the AFC North, right? You know, that that's going to be tough marching through that. Yeah, they got a favorable NFC South in their own division, but uh, still, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the over here. I am, uh, you know, 10 and 7, 11 and 6, maybe. I'm a little surprised on the Titans. Yeah. Seven uh, and a half for the over under because they were 7 and 10 last year, but I feel like they were not a seven win team last year. Like, talent wise, roster wise, you compliment Mike Vrabel all the time. I know. Uh, I think that them getting you, seven wins last year was a huge accomplishment. You think so? What are you trying to say? You think this year you I don't, don't see it happening? I mean, are they that much better? I guess you got DeAndre Hopkins, right? You're trying to beef up the offensive line, the first round pick, Peter Skaronsky. But I mean, are they are they significantly better than they were last year? And I think last year they probably weren't a seven win team. No, that's where they're really annoying. Because he's going to manage the game and have a game plan that's exactly right. And they're going to run the ball and control the clock and not turn the ball over. And if you make a mistake, all of a sudden you're going, damn, we feel like we're kind of better than them. But we're down by seven with two minutes left in the fourth quarter here. You know, that, that's where they're tough. I am a believer in them. I mean, what was my point here? Their, their schedule, like, you know, just looking at that, you know, again, it, it, it's got some tough parts. I didn't see, like, one spot where I went, ooh, man, there's a stretch there that's, like, a real brutal stretch, okay? I'm going to – I – I'm going to go over. I'm going to go – but, again, it, I'm feeling like 8-9 and nine type of year. Eight and nine over, but it, it's right in that range of eight and nine, seven and ten. I think it's right there. I, I, I can't, I can't say it's going to be too much better than that. But I can't see them being a five and twelve, six and eleven football team. Now, I do think Hopkins is going to help. Tannehill's better than people expect. I think they've made some improvements to their O line. Harold Landry is back. You know, after him being hurt last year. And I think they have some young secondary guys that are pretty good, and I am a believer in him. But I'm going over, but just barely. So we got over on the Titans. We got over on the Jaguars. <laughs> so that means we got we got to go under on the Colts and Texans. All right, moving on to the AFC West. Uh, no, I mean I think that is part of the calculation too. It's like how good are the Titans going to be, but how bad are the Colts going to be? How bad are the Texans going to be? Let's go to the Colts now. They had four wins last year. Seventy uh, percent of the money is on the under, which is at six and a half. So. Vegas has put on paper that they think there's going to be an improvement with Anthony Richardson and what the Colts do with a different staff there. So, but six and a half. They had four wins last year. Will they get three more this year? That's what you'd have to believe to bet the over. Yeah. I mean, 
they got the Texans and the Rams two out of the first four weeks, right? To where you could sit there and go, oh, they, you know, you could certainly make a case. They could be two and two, mm-hmm. right? Do something like that. Um, like, there's parts of me that I, you, you've heard me all offseason don't sleep on the Colts. Their defense is still good. It is. You know, the offense and with Anthony Richardson and Shane Steichen coaching, they're going to put some problems into you. Or, or and, you know, give, give your defense some problems. But I guess the Jonathan Taylor thing, rookie quarterback, you know, Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman, are they dangerous enough? And could they take advantage of things in the past game to the extent that maybe they should be able to? Probably not in year one with Anthony Richardson. You know, as, as much as I love Gus Bradley and the defense there, you know, we've had some questions about, one, who's somebody else on their D-line other than DeForest Buckner that'll show up, right? We've had the injury to the middle linebacker and his health status and Shaq Leonard. There's no more Gilmore there. You know, their secondary doesn't blow me out of the water anyways. I'm going under. I think it's like a really tough, competitive football team, right, that hangs around in a lot of football games. But yeah, I, I think I I I think six and eleven is where I see it. Seven yeah. and ten maybe, right? But I I guess if you're going to make me bet, I'm going to go under here. Yeah, seven and ten seems like a Stri- optimistic, optimistic kind of yeah. And the fact that they what, only what, need to what, lose what one. I worry about is they could look good, look good, look good, and then hey, he just he's he tries to he's falling backwards and he tries to throw a forty yard yeah. laser up the yeah. sideline, right? And it's oh man, this was a tight. One score game, and now they're down by two. And I just think things like that could happen to them this year. Plus, yeah. I the O line, the way it played last year, and then the Jonathan Taylor drama, I think has kind of taken some luster yeah. off of them over the last few weeks in my in my eyes. Yeah, depending on what happens with Jonathan Taylor, there, I do think this is the kind of year where they could win six games or five games, and you're still like, all right, I feel like we're going in the right direction. Exactly. Right? If you see exactly some good things right. from the quarterback, and That's some right. of those young guys pop. All right, Texans. This one surprises me a little bit. They were three thirteen and one last year. Their over-under is 6.5. Now, the under is getting bet. If you bet the under, that's minus 130, so you don't make a whole ton of money back. They're the underdog in every game except for Week 2 versus the Colts and Week 11 versus Arizona. I don't think they're a very good football team. Okay? (laughs) Breaking news. Breaking news. But I will say, like, just I always try to give you know both sides of the story. Their own line, if it can get healthier before the start of the season, they could do some things. And then if if D'Amico Ryan and company could bring the D and to be respectable, could they maybe win some low scoring? We're going to run the ball and make the game ugly. Maybe early in the year and win a few. Maybe, but I'm going under when it's all said and done. I just there's just not enough there. You know, I, I don't think they have enough weapons to help out C.J. Stroud. Uh, the run game, I expect it to be good, but because of the lack of weapons and a rookie quarterback and all that stuff, you know, I still think teams are going to be like, hey, we got to stop the run. And then, yeah, I don't think the defense is ready for prime time yet, so I'm going under with the Houston Texans. The only way that you could be wrong is that if on the defensive side, Will Anderson is a one-man wrecking crew trying to prove Chris Sims wrong and just destroys offenses. He's, he's on his way. He's <laughs> on his way. There's no doubt. I mean, you know, I, I had a few people during the draft process who were familiar with Alabama that tried to tell me 
He's better than you think. You know, he this year they made him put on some weight, right? And he had to play and do some things that weren't really conducive to him. There's one thing that jumps out. He's definitely slimmer than he was in college, and he has definitely learned how to get off the ball better. Mm. And he has popped. And you know me. I'll be the first one to tell you when he starts to kick ass and I was wrong. I don't care. I know I'm not going to be right about everything. Uh, I raised my concerns at the time. We'll see where it goes and see how it develops. But he's looked damn good in both preseason games. Let me just even it out, though. Right. Again, to reiterate that right. Zay Flowers is looking like he might be the best wide oh, thank receiver you. in that oh, class. Thank you, thank you. And DTR is looking like he might be hey, one of the better thank quarterbacks. You. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Slugger. That no one was talking about. Thank and you, so Slugger. I do want to even. I just don't want to hammer you. Okay, thanks a lot. Uh, for, for our guy, Will, there. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Gold for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. All right, so that is the AFC South. We have one more division, the AFC West. And here's another division where maybe every team can make the playoffs, <laughs> except for the Raiders and your guy, Josh McDaniels. But maybe they will. Who knows? Uh, so here's how it looks big picture. Chiefs, no surprise. Odds on favorite to win the division, minus 165. Chargers, second choice at plus 340. Broncos, not that far behind. The Sean Payton effect, plus 550. And then the Raiders, Plus 1,200, they're the last place team right now. So Chiefs again, favored to win. How many division titles have they won in a row now? Seven. Seven. So they're getting into, like, Patriots territory oh, it, when they went on that run. It's fully fledged into that territory. You're right. Won 14 games last year. Their over-under is 11 and a half. And as you might expect, people say, yeah, they're going to win that and more. 83% of the money is on the over. Minus 140 is paid out on the over. So if you think it's the over, you're not going to get as much money, but you're confident that it could be the over. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go over. Right. It seems like how right. does – unless there's an injury, which you could say the case, that for many teams Jones out there. Chris Jones holds out for a while. That, oh, yeah. that, that could be the other thing. But, yeah, you're But right. even without Chris Jones, it seems like – Yeah, they could still make it happen. 12-win team. And, and work that out. Right. I, that, that's where I see it. Like, I don't know if I see 14-3 and three again. That, that, I, that was, you know, that was a special year. 
right? You know, the the AFC West, then not only is their division better this year, they play the NFC North, which we know is going to be a little bit better, and the AFC East, which we talked about, we, all four teams can go to the damn playoffs, right? But I do look at, like, you know, they're the Chiefs. They're going to hit the ground running early on in the season. I do expect that. You know, they have some teams that I look at that I go, I think they're clearly better in that first half of the, the schedule, let alone I think they're really damn good anyways. I'm going over, but, yeah, I don't think it's going to be, like, slam dunk like it was last year. Again, I don't think we're going to have, like, two or three teams this year that are just going to separate from the rest of the whole conference, right? Last year it was like, whoa, okay, Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills are in a different class than everybody else. I think this year everybody's going to be in that class. The Chiefs, of course, being towards the top of it, but not like by so much that you know there's a month left in the season. We're like they got the number one seed locked up. That that not not at all. Chiefs are favored in every single game this season, so hmm. they could run the table if Vegas is right. Hmm. Uh, they were four games better than the second place team Chargers last year. Chargers are picked to be the second best team again this year. They won ten games last year, as I just said. Nine and a half is the over under this year for the Chargers, and ninety five percent of the money is on the over. Oof. What is going on here? Yeah, this is this is where this this is this is where you start to get you know in the brutal category of the AFC because you start to go wait, Bills, Jets, Dolphins have really good rosters, and you go whoa, Bengals and Ravens, man. They got really good rosters, and damn, but yet the Steelers and Browns are there, and they got a lot of good things too. And then, whoa, we know the Jaguars, wait, they're going to win the division there, and you start to run out of fingers, and you're like, holy shit, wait, seven are taken up because I've now I've got the Chiefs, and what? how does this all shake out? And the Chargers are a team that has a top-ten roster. But their early season schedule is very tough. That's That's the first thing I'll say. You know, uh, you know we we the Dolphins, of course, is going to be tough. The Titans at Tennessee, and you're the Chargers and haven't been able to stop the run game. We've made fun of them the last few years, and of course, it's Mike Vrabel and and all of that too. I mean, not easy. Add the Vikings, ain't going to be easy. Even though I I know the Chargers are better than that, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one I. I mm, mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna go over. I'm sorry. I'm taking that away. I'm gonna go under here. Yeah. I'm gonna go nine and eight. I don't know why. I just feel I, there's just a part of me that. Gosh, I like their roster. I get it though. There's just something I don't trust about them. Is there? Am I wrong to say that? No, am I, I wrong to feel that? No. I, I don't know what it is. They're yeah. just, I guess it is, like Pete said in my ear, he goes, it's the Chargers mystique. And well, I, I think there's something to that that, you know, does make me be a little cautious. It almost feels like it's one of those situations, one of those teams where it's been building and building and they've been trying to get over the hump and then it might just not happen. I, right? Maybe, it might maybe, just not happen with this not. current. I mean, I, they got the I, talent I for it. But. I know. It seems like they got the talent for it. But there's just a, something about them that misses, that we miss on a week-to-week basis, whether it's injuries or they mess up some situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. We've kind of seen it all through two years. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go under there. But, man, that might have been the hardest one to pick of all as, as I sit here through the yeah. whole AFC. That might be the one that I feel the less, the least confident about. You will not be putting your money on that one. You will not be making a bet I on the Chargers I would not, I would not want to do that. Will you be more confident about the Broncos? So they were a five-win team last year. 
but that was without Sean Payton. Yeah. And that was with a, a weird version of Russell Wilson. That's that, right. We don't even know what happened there. So that version maybe is gone now with Sean Payton. Uh, eight and a half, though, is the over-under. So they, if you want the over, you got to think that they're going to win four more games than they did last year. 75% of the money is on the over, so in Sean we trust. I, I trust him, too. I do. Um. And I look at, like, their first four games, and you look at it and go, other than the Dolphins week three, I mean, they're manageable there. Well, I, I, I think they're rostered better than the Raiders. I think it's better than the Bears. It's clo- yeah. And the Commanders is close, and they got them at home. And, you know, they got those first two at home. I think they're going to be definitely a better football team. There's no doubt about that. Right? I think I'm going to take the under here, though, too. Oh. I think I'm going to go, uh, you know, I, again, I, I, it, this is like them and the Chargers. It's like yeah, it's eight wins. And, you know, they're at eight and a half. I, I think I look at it and go, yeah, I think they're eight and nine, nine and eight football team. And if I have to assess this whole thing in the AFC West, who has to play the AFC East, I guess I believe in the AFC East a little bit more than the AFC West in totality, and I'm leaning on them a little bit more here. So I'm going to go the Broncos with the under. Yeah, it could be one of those where they are better, maybe significantly better than they were last year, but the under is still the right pick. It it could be. And then just with the way the schedule plays out, and again, you know, there's parts of the schedule, hey, where you get to week five there, it's Jets, Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs, Bills. Vikings, Browns, that's that's going to be for the Broncos and where they are as a football team. Yeah. That's going to be a very tough stretch, and I think will dictate a lot about what we're – or if we're talking about them in December. One more team, the Raiders, 6-11 last year. Six and a half is the over-under. The under is getting bet. It's minus 130. 73% of the money is on the under. Your guy, Josh McDaniels over there. Trying to build something with Jimmy G. I, they got a good old line. Josh Jacobs, if he comes back, we know he's awesome. But I like again, I look at that and go, he's not going to be totally himself. There's no way. There's just no way. And then defensively, is there enough there yet? Right. I think that's where I look at it, and I think I have to go under here. Oh no. I know. I don't. They're another one where I, I don't think like seven and ten or eight and nine is out out of the realm here, but I you know I think between the Jacobs thing, can Garoppolo stay healthy, and then I think more than anything, just other than the two pass rushers, and we haven't seen Tyree Wilson yet because he's still dealing with this foot thing. Their top ten draft pick out of Texas Tech. Mm. I just don't know if there's enough on defense. I can't say that I think their coaching, which I have so much respect for, you know that, can just overcome a roster that's still in the process of being turned over to what they want. So, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under, but okay. that that's a, a tough one as well. It really is. Will McDaniel's call you out on that? Will he know that you picked the under? And no, you'll Josh, have to face he is the music. A, he is a not gonna. He doesn't listen to the critics. He doesn't <laughs> give a damn yeah. what I say or anything. And if he does, he's just gonna be like, "Well, I'll fucking prove Chris wrong." That <laughs> that would be more of what Josh thinks. Well, here it is. We're done with the AFC. You chose eight overs, eight unders, which means overall league wide, you had sixteen overs, sixteen unders. The math checks out. That's we kind did of it. amazing. Yeah, it really is. You didn't amazing. mean to do that. I didn't need. I didn't mean to do that, and it could have 
easily not been even if I could if I hemmed and hawed on the you know the Broncos and the yeah. Chargers and you know the Titans a little bit and holy crapola um so we'll see but you know yeah it's a little bit of a preclude here to what we'll do for the playoffs I don't know if that's a real preclude, pre-clude. <laughs> I don't think so uh, it's a <laughs> <laughs> Something pre prelude, prelude. No? Yeah, that's what I was looking for. See, I was. I don't even know if that's the word either. I'm not sure, but either way, it's a little early gleam into where I might be thinking yes. in the playoff conversation. Yes, but yeah, man, the AFC. Holy crap! That is between the Steelers, yeah. the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Broncos. That was really the the four that I looked at to go. Wow, that's hard because. Again, their teams aren't that bad, and there's a lot. There's some things to look at, and then you know, as we talked about in the last podcast, coaching can cover up holes, and how they can evaluate their own team to go. Wait, we're not good at this or that or this, but we can put all our eggs in this one area and make things hard on the team. Yeah, and that's where um, I, I just can't wait to see how the AFC plays out this year. All right, say hi to Patrick Mahomes for me. I will. Who I'll you are currently will. talking to in this moment. I'm, so I'm talking to him in the it. moment. Yes, yeah, sending, sending it to me to through the brain. airwaves. Right, thank you. Uh, and for your reactions on preseason week three, which we did not do on this pod, but watch PFT, watch social media, and you'll, your thoughts will be out there. They'll be on out what there. happened. That, that's right. You know, on, on, um, I won't be Monday PFT, but, you know, I'll be on there Tuesday. I think I got Wednesday as well. Um, and we'll get my thoughts out there about the preseason games. And then we got, you know, pods coming up before week one and all that, too, to where we'll be able to dissect and unpack some of the things that happened late in the preseason that concern me or excite me or whatever. So don't you worry. All your football answers will be right here yeah. at Unbuttoned yeah. because Ahmed Farid is here uh-huh. and I, the dumb blonde from North Jersey, is here as well. Yeah. I know football. I don't know much else, but that's what I do know. This whole thing is a preclude <laughs> to the season. It's a preclude. It's a preclude. I like it. We're going to use it. It's a Simsism. It's official. All right. I had one the other day that was like first one ever. Yeah. You know, because I, I have a tendency to combine things, right? Read between the tea leaves yes. and, and all you know, all those kind of the leader house. To the point where I don't even know what's real anymore. I, I don't I either think I because I think mine make day. a lot of sense. But I said, uh, what was I say? He he's still got some wear and tear on his tires. That was what I said, <laughs> right? Because you got tread on your tires. Yeah, you know, yeah. is wear and tear. We talk about. It, so I combine those two, <laughs> and that was my recent Simsism. So yeah. check that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna unleash book number one of my Simsisms <laughs> at some point here in the future. All right, everybody, peace out. Have a good week. All right. Let's stay on top of all the football news. You know where to find me. I hope you enjoyed the over and under podcast, AFC, NFC last week. And then you'll see my Mahomes interview. It's going to drop here soon. I'm hoping it'll drop Wednesday. We'll see. But somewhere around then it'll be out there. Hope everybody's good. Be safe. Football is around the corner. Real football. Here it is. Yes. We can't wait. Clap it up. Clap it up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.